Hello, and welcome to another HomeGuard Associates podcast. You need to be aware of the serious issues surrounding firearms in the possession or vicinity of people with dementia during any stage of the disease's progression. Even if this doesn't apply to you at this moment, unfortunately, the chances are very real that it will have great importance for you in the future. Relative to firearms, you will learn more about the disease and how to best prepare for it in advance or how to currently address its potentially deadly consequences. The podcast is hosted by Rick Wareheim, director of HomeGuard Associates. The experts being interviewed are Hilary Dubay, owner of H&R Gunworks, and Debbie Selsavage, certified dementia practitioner. We hope you enjoy the podcast as well as obtain some useful information. Your comments and questions are most welcome. Hey everyone, uh, this is uh, Rick Wareheim, the uh, director of Home Guard uh, Associates and uh, your uh, NRA recruiter. And we are happy to have you back listening to our uh, podcasting. And uh, today we have a very uh, interesting show. Um, we have uh, two, uh, two guests, and uh, we're going to be talking about um, dementia and its relationship to your firearms. And uh, our first guest is uh, the president of uh, Coping uh, with Dementia. It's an LLC, and uh, it was a company that uh, was formed in 2015, and it's uh, aimed at education, training, and bringing awareness to the community of Alzheimer's and dementia. And she's also a certified dementia practitioner, a columnist on Alzheimer's and dementia for Citrus County Chronicle, the Senior Voice, uh, Citrus County Life, and Best Version Media Publications. And of special note, in 2017, uh, she was named a Citrus County Healthcare Hero for Community Outreach. And I'm happy to present uh, Debbie uh, Sosavage. Well, thank you, Rick. I bet your audience is wondering, dementia, firearms, how does that even sit in the same (laughs) amount of uh, space? But um, we are here to kind of see what that um, correlation is for dementia and firearms, how that works together. Great. And uh, our uh, other guest uh, uh, today, uh, by uh, popular demand... (laughs) Oh, thanks. It's, it's coming back for, uh, for another uh, broadcast. Uh, Hilary Dubé uh, from H&R Guns uh, in uh, Inverness. And uh, this actually, uh, this particular podcast came as a result of uh, uh, me seeing a publication in um, Hillary's store uh, when we were setting up the first podcast. And it, it was entitled Dementia and Firearm Safety, which I'll be the first to admit I never gave much thought to before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm involved in this stuff every day. But it's one particular topic that I really hadn't thought about. And in particular, when I uh, picked, up the, uh, picked up the book and started going through it, I knew this was something, uh, this was something that I really wanted to, uh, to cover. And uh, for, for the rest of you, too, I think, hopefully, at the, at the end of this, you're going to realize that, yes, mm-hmm. uh, this is something that, uh, that I should be aware of. Absolutely. So anyway, welcome, uh, welcome back, Hillary, Thank and you. Uh, uh, we're 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 uh, glad to have you back again. Yay! Um, <laughs> so uh, I guess the most logical thing is going to be uh, for all of our sakes, uh, De- Debbie, is to talk to you uh, and give us some some groundwork, if you will, on the on on dementia, and and let me start off by asking you a, a specific question that that came to my mind, because uh, I, I never really differentiated that much between Alzheimer's mm-hmm. and, and dementia. And just, are there, are there lines involved in this? Does one look different than the other? That type of thing. And before we get into the specific of firearms, I think it's going to be important, uh, speaking for myself, uh, just to get a little better handle on exactly what we're, what, what we're talking about. Well, sure. Thanks for having me here, because that doesn't make sense, like you said, dementia and firearms. Well, what we do know about dementia and Alzheimer's is dementia is a, a bunch of symptoms. It's it's not an actual disease. It's a bunch of symptom, symptoms that change our cognition. 
Um, we're getting lost, going to familiar places, personality, mood changes. Memory loss is one of those. Um, facial recognition is one of those. Dexterity. Um, it affects every part of our working senses, mental and physical. It's way more than memory. If it was just memory, I think we could all deal with it better. The problem with dementia is that it's affecting so many people. Just in the state of Florida, we have 580,000 people dealing with this without their caregivers. Now when you add the two-point caregivers, we're 1.5 million. And these are people that, that have known dementia, right? Correct, this correct. This necessarily taking into account probably the, the even a more serious problem, those people that have it and don't realize it or don't. We're usually about four to five years into it, so there's a lot of stuff going on before we actually get a diagnosis. So there's a lot of things changing. And memory is the most, the most significantly um, side effect that we do see the most. Repetition. Where am I going? Who's taking me? Who are you? Why are you here? If it was just memory, it would be okay. But we're dealing with vision. We're dealing with comprehension, hearing. We're dealing with motor skills, fine motor skills, strength. We're dealing with neuropathy. We're dealing with a whole lot of um, things that will not only affect the safetyness and handle on a firearm, but just maneuvering a vehicle, working um, through the course of my day in the home. So how does it affect a person with um, dementia to have a firearm is the loss of ability to know what and when to do in a time of crisis if I don't recognize the person that I've now forgot left the house and now comes back, and I'm here to protect. We're talking about muscle memory that they know how to use the gun, but to logically and rationally know how and what to do it and when, that's what we're losing. Right. I think one one of the things that I... uh, it struck me when I was reading the material is uh, the element of confusion that's involved, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because that, that when it comes to a firearm, okay, like motor skills, decreased motor skills, okay, uh, bad enough. <laughs> but confusion is, is deadly, okay, and, and, and uh, that's really what, uh, what, what uh, I uh, wanted to get Hillary involved in this. Insofar as the, uh, the the things that we can do, okay, to 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 head this problem off at the pass, our last, as I'm, our listeners might remember, our uh, the last podcast you and I did was with firearms storage, and uh, uh, given uh, the the fact that there's a whole lot of people. Uh, Probably, literally, living very close to you guys that uh, that are that are dealing with this, and yep. now uh, we recognize the problem. Now, how do we try to uh, uh, avoid the problem? Correct. And I think one of the first things, obviously, would be the the safe storage of the uh, uh, of, of the firearms. So absolutely. Uh, so now, how if someone comes into the store, uh, Hillary, and uh, and say. They're fortunate enough that they recognize that this is a that this is a problem, you know, and they're concerned about it, mm-hmm. and they ask you, look, what what's the best way for me to handle it? What what's your advice to them? Um, well, there's a ton of storage solutions, like we talked about, but if you're already at the point where you recognize that there's an issue, then we've mm-hmm. already hit that point. There's no more storage that's going to be there that's going to make anything safer, in my opinion, I would say. So, at that point is when, as a responsible gun owner, you start making preparations to give the guns away, to maybe have, if there's someone else in the household, okay, we need a gun here for protection. Because my my reason for being here is obviously not to say, disarm everybody. Mm-mm. You know, that is obviously Mm-mm. not what I want. I'm the opposite. Um, you know, if you want to have a gun, great, but you have to be responsible. So that just comes along with owning one from the very beginning. We talked about safety a thousand times at the last podcast. This is a part of that safety. So if you come into this store and say, hey, I'm having some confusion. I haven't been diagnosed. I got some stuff going on. 
I have other people in my house. I still want to have guns there for protection. I've already talked to them. Make a game plan with them. Mm -hmm. The first step of this is just recognizing that something's awry Mm -hmm. and talking to whoever's in your house and say, are you comfortable with having this gun here that's mine for safety? No? Okay, we go down another road. Yes. Okay, now we can talk about storage. So I would talk to them and say, okay, there are biometric safes that go just by fingerprint. There's no keys. There could be backups, you know, whatever. But you're not leaving them around. Mm-hmm. No one, you know, they're not on your keychain because, you know. <laughs> um, so kind of keeping that, okay, we have the safe, we have the gun, it's in the house. My fingerprint's not opening it. Bam. Problem solved. Mm-hmm. Right there. Just by the storage. Yeah, I think on the face of it, that's... Uh uh, the first thing that, that I thought about, based upon, again, our last podcast, was, well, the, the biometric safe uh, seems to be, would seem to be a good, uh, a good solution yeah. to this. And uh, what I was thinking about is not necessarily I'll call the person, the principal, uh, mm-hmm. coming in and talking about this, because I, I think in the real world that might be a little unlikely, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but, the, but, but you might have a spouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, you know, boy, what, you know, what do I do now? And maybe uh, yeah. you know, someone said, well, you know, maybe you should go talk to someone that Absolutely. sells safes, and uh, you know, and then and then talk to them because I'll tell you uh, what 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 concerns me about this issue. Uh, well, there's a number of things that concern me, but one of them is is all of a sudden you have a person in the house that that's showing symptoms of dementia. Now, do you abandon? Your 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 right not your right mm-hmm. but your, your but your 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 willingness to have that firearm in the uh, you know in the home. In other words, the danger that you faced before this was recognized is the same danger that you're facing now. Nothing has changed in that regard. Yep. And at the end of the day, one of my, my mantras is is that uh, we're all responsible for our own safety. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, if the the, the main thing that you're you have the ability to use to really give you meaningful safety disappears. Uh, not not a positive thing. So I, I really speaking personally, and that's why you guys are here. I'm I'm willing to listen, uh, but but I, I I would do everything that I could to one ensure that everyone is safe in mm-hmm. in the home, and so far as and so far as that person not getting their hands on the on the firearm, but nevertheless that. You still have the ability in your home to uh, to defend yourself if uh, you know if, if need be. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. I think we we're both on. I think we're all on that page for sure. Yeah, because it, I don't mean to interrupt you, but but just real quickly, when I was reading uh, the book, which we'll we'll reference more than a few times today, but in there it kind of startled me a couple times. It's like, well, you know what you can do is you can uh, you can sell all your firearms, and you know what else you can do? You can give your firearms to the police and let them destroy your firearms. I'm going, whoa, wait a second. There's got to be some, you know, there's got to be some earlier things that we could consider before, you know, I'm going to, I'm, you know, well, anyone is going to, get their uh, mm-hmm. gun collection and turn it over to the, the police to have it be destroyed. Absolutely. You know? right. that, this so. is not what this was about. Um, Ed and I, for several years, were doing workshops in person, and this question kept coming up from the care partners that were there. What do I do with my husband's guns? He has 50 of them around the house. I don't even know where some of them are. Mm-hmm. And we kept... Because we weren't so informed about this, we kept saying, mm-hmm, you can do this or you can do that. But it wasn't until a, a patron of H&R Gun, Ed and I were ha- headed up north, and he called and he said, I want to talk to you about what I've done for my son, which was this affidavit. Mm-hmm. And then Ed and I started to look at each other and say, I think this has now become an issue where we really should address. We shouldn't keep ignoring the fact that there are some people out there that are very concerned. Maybe they weren't trained on those guns like their, like their spouse was. But when I lose my ability of sequencing or even rationally thinking and then have a problem with facial recognition, this is really a a problem that's going to explode and we don't want people to get hurt. You're exactly right, Rick. We don't want to take things away from people. That is the last thing. That's why we have people driving longer than they probably should. But there was a person at one of our workshops and we had Hillary there to educate people for um, um, guns or Alzheimer's and dementia. And we asked them to raise their hand. And, of course, nobody 
I'm sure that most of them didn't raise their hand, but there were a few. Mm-hmm. And what they were concerned about is how their person, how their husband was handling the gun. What he did each day was that he opened up a loaded gun and checked it. And we were like gasping <laughs> because she was watching him check this loaded gun. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't say anything at the workshop, but a couple of days later, two or three women came into H&R Gun and said, what can I do? And that's when she offered the snap caps. Mm-hmm. And when she was feeling more comfortable, she then proceeded to then find a gun or a firearm that was f- particularly for her. But she knew that that gun was sitting on the bedside, mm-hmm. and she knew that at this point it was safe and it wasn't going to hurt him, correct? Correct. Let me, you know, uh, let me throw this into uh, on topic, but a little a little uh, aside, if you will, but it might be an important one. Uh, if, let's look at the reality of the situation. Uh, in a typical household, if there's, uh, and it's changing, let me preface it by saying that, but typically it's going to be the husband or the man mm-hmm. or whatever that's mm-hmm. really, into the, really into the firearms. And I do mean that that's changing. Uh, <laughs> as an NRA recruiter, for instance, I am. I can tell you that insofar as the influx of women coming to the firearms industry is is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You know, at one, at one time it was an oddity, and now it's very, mm-hmm. very common. So, getting to my point, if a decision is made by let's call it this couple, and uh, the the husband uh, starts to show dementia and the and the and the woman however is undecided what to do and she is not uh you know she has an inkling that it would be a good idea to have especially now some form of protection for her in mm-hmm. in the in the mm-hmm. house mm-hmm. sexist i know so the the thing that i i would like to raise is if that is the scenario that that's the the that the, the woman or the other spouse let's be fair about mm-hmm. this whatever spouse is not familiar with firearms if they're going to keep that firearm in the home in a biometric safe or whatever that they become familiar with the firearm absolutely it's not yep. it's not just the idea well now it's here and it's mm-hmm. locked up and whatever so if you're not familiar with it and you do intend to have it in the house go get some training it's readily available, <laughs> readily available. Uh, plug for the NRA. Uh, you can uh, you can go online, go NRA instruction, and uh, there will be more courses in there than you'll ever be able to attend. And so far, and so far, far as firearm safety mm-hmm. and handling and basic of pistols and all that business, it's there for you. Relatively cheap, won't take that much time. But again, I, I think I know it's. Little off topic, but nevertheless. No, but that's needed. Yeah. But 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 if you're going to, you know, if you're not familiar with the firearm, and now you become the principal firearm potential user, you better know how to use it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I could get on my I get on my soapbox about no, this. We to- yeah, totally but, agree. But but if if uh, if you don't know how to use it, there's a darn good chance that it's going to be used against you. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. So so. Go get the training if, if you decide to, uh, you know, there's going to be a change in your life and you all of a sudden become the, the main uh, handler of the firearm if need be is get yourself some training. So. Probably primarily in households, especially in the age that's dealing with dementias, they probably have spent most of their life around that firearm, whether they've used it or they just know that it is there. And most people believe you know, of course, firearms are for safety and protection or hunting. Um, Where this changes with dementia is I will lose my ability of time. So I can say, I'm going next door to get some sugar, and I'll be right back. I'm going to protect my house because now I forgot you went next door, and I come walking into that house. Mm -hmm. That's where we have to separate protection and safety the 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 person that isn't so readily attached to that firearm which in some cases is the primary caregiver she or he doesn't have any ability to understand that part it's always been a part of their life and we don't want them to be complacent about it rick you weren't the first one that approached us and said 
oh my gosh, I never thought about this. We've had sheriff's deputies say to us, I never gave this a thought. Mm-hmm. And they go to homes every day. Yeah. And yeah. when you do well checks, the first thing they ask you, is there firearms in the house? I don't know. We're giving them the ability to think about something different. Now, we don't want them to be taken. We don't want them, if they choose the caregiver, wants to keep them. That's where we came in with H&R Gun. What options do they have? Mm-hmm. Now, people can get as attached to their John Deere equipment <laughs> as they can to firearms. And the last thing they want to do is drive it out to the front and sell it to someone for pittance. Mm-hmm. This right. is the same way with firearms. They don't want to get rid of them. It's a part of their life. How can we get them to do something safe? If it's not through, um, like, H&R Gun, how can we just think about passing it on to a family member, teaching them, having it as a teaching moment, how precious it is, or whatever it might be? It has to be just something in the awareness of dementia and the connection of safety and firearms in, in general. Okay. Yeah, uh, a lot of good points. Uh, let me let, let me uh, before I we get off on some of this other stuff, which I'd like to uh, excuse the expression. I'm going to circle back. Okay, uh, sorry. We'll wait for you. <laughs> <laughs> but insofar as the the storage issue, it goes. Just to reiterate uh, for me and in, in, in the audience, mm-hmm. uh, it appears as though if you're if you're going to have a safe. In the home, mm-hmm. uh, with the situation facing you, is that the, the the biometric safe is is the way to go? I think so. Okay, mm-hmm. is that would you recommend any other alternative? Well, any safe is better than no safe, or some kind of safety. So you have trigger locks, okay, but now if we're using that gun for protection, we don't have time to take trigger lock off, load it, you know. So mm-hmm. that's okay, but that's more for any kind of firearms that you're thinking you're going to bring to the range, not use for protection. Okay. We have, you know, combination safe. Okay. But, you know, can still guess a combo. Yeah. Uh, we have keys, but again, if you're leaving on your keys, you're leaving keys out yeah. and not mm-hmm. really thinking that's the best way. Yeah. And with the biometric, you can give other people, you know, they usually store like 20 something fingerprints. So, you know, grandkids come over and, you know, they're allowed to take them out. They don't necessarily need to be young kids, just you know, grandchildren, if we're talking, we'll talk later about the affidavit and having passing down guns. But, yeah, okay, your fingerprint's in there. That might appease them as well, saying, all right, you know, we have the combination. They do, too. They want to use the guns. Great. We do. We can, too. Yeah. So I think it's the best way to go. Yeah, it's, it certainly seems like it. You know, and it's, uh, uh, I, I would assume, relatively speaking, they're probably reasonably yeah, they're going to ask you to get yeah. your sale prices now. But uh, insofar as, uh, you know, a, a good practical solution as opposed to a huge, you know, yeah. multi-ton. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can put your other, you know, so other yeah. guns in there that are unloaded with the locks, et cetera, et cetera. But the ones that are, you know, going to be loaded in the home, presumably, that are going to be used for protection, right. that's, you need a small little one, put in a nightstand, whatever. That's the one, you know, your other gun safe's fine, buy the nice big ones, whatever. But those should, you know, yeah. the, one, the, the one. ones you, they could most likely use in mm-hmm. a real life situation mm-hmm. biometric yep. the ones that you take out once or twice a year or whatever right uh yes. whole different whole different category whole different thing mm-hmm. yeah. okay uh w, you touched on the uh, on the police and uh, i i intended to do this a little bit later but let me let me mm-hmm. go to it uh now uh and we are located in uh, citrus county all of us are based in citrus county uh but our our uh, listenership uh, really runs Pretty far, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and, but it's generally within, you know, certainly within Florida. Uh, but uh, I ran across a number of things in Citrus County that I'm going to talk about quickly. And then uh, uh, having said that, whatever I'm talking about now, you may want to check with your local police and mm-hmm. see how they handle this. I was really impressed with Citrus County and their awareness of this, uh, of this issue. Thank God. Right, I mean, you know, our demographic here is uh, is is skews older, 
Uh, so it's a good thing to be aware of, but, but you know, they're, they're not bound to do it, but, but someone had the foresight to say, well, you know, this, this is a, this is a, uh, a problem. I'm go- Let me start off with, uh, I'll try to make it quick, but it's, a, it's an anecdote. Um, and that's not an anecdote, it's a story that I had personally that, uh, you know, I thought about after we started talking about this. About a year or so ago, I had a... Uh, an acquaintance, uh, it was a couple that, that we knew, and uh, the husband was suffering, obviously, from dementia. And uh, he was, you know, it's pretty severe. For some reason or another, uh, he always, uh, we always had good conversations. And, and, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of neat, you know. So World War II veteran had all kinds of <laughs> awesome stories and, and all that. And, uh, you know, we, you know, we enjoyed each other's company. But I could tell, you know, uh, there were moments that weren't so weren't so good. In any event, uh, I was sitting at, at home watching TV, and I got a phone call from this fellow's wife, and she said, "Boy, Rick, I don't know what's going on, but I mean, th- things are getting out of control here tonight. And you know, he seems to like you know. Could he come on over and just see? Uh, I, you know, hindsight. But but I said, yeah, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> th- you know, Doctor Rick will show up. You know. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I got there and. Uh, Hopped out of the car, turned the corner, and there's the guy in his underwear with a knife in his hand. So <laughs> uh, there was no turning back at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, obviously since I'm here, <laughs> it has a happy ending. Uh, but that wasn't necessarily going to be the case. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit and I was able, you know, I could tell that using you know, using judgment that it was okay to try to defuse the situation, not run off and call 911. Maybe it was a good idea, maybe not. But but anyway, you know, he turned over turned over the knife, and then the uh, the wife and I actually we went through the house, and anything pointy, uh, we secured. You know, we didn't take away the butter knives, but, uh, you know, but steak knives and all that mm-hmm. got, you know, got secured. And uh, uh, here's my point. If she would have called the police instead of calling me, mm-hmm. and the policeman shows up in the exact same circumstances, okay, and she didn't tell the police anything other than my husband's acting crazy and, and, and come on out and, and, and see what you can do. And the cop gets out of the car. He turns the corner. There's a guy in his underwear holding a knife, mm-hmm. you know. This is a scenario that does happen. Right, um, what Citrus County does have to help us with that situation is they have a registration online. Right. And are you aware of that? Yes. For registering? That's, that's what I was going to get Okay. To. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because in that situation, they're aware that this person has dementia right. and they're going to not arm themselves, but use some of the other tools that will help defuse the situation. Right. Yeah. Or they would have Baker acted him. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually pulled up the form that people would use yeah. uh, to uh, to send it to, to send it to the police, and it's a good one. It is. You know, they they uh, I won't go into great detail, but I mean, they're clearly going to know who this guy is when mm-hmm. they you know when they mm-hmm. uh, when they show up. And for instance, they ask about triggers. Mm-hmm. You know, on there, you know, smart question. You know, it's like okay, if I go out there, you know, I you know, I whatever I do, I don't want to mention World War Two. You know, all of a sudden we'll be in the D-Day invasion with this guy, you know. So just good, you know, it's, you know it, it really good stuff. And it's as simple as uh, getting online mm-hmm. and filling out the form. And, 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 and you can send it back. And then, from what I understand, in Citrus at least, they have a, a special uh, registration, if you will, for these people. Mm-hmm. And if they get a call that matches that name and address and all that mm-hmm. stuff, it's red flagged. Mm-hmm. Right before the police even start to show up, it's red flagged for the person is living with a form of dementia. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're going to know, you know, exactly, uh, you know, exactly what they're, uh, you know, what they're, what they're getting into then, uh, which um, I thought was just, you know, more, po- you know, great, more power to them. So once again, uh, that's what's going on in Citrus County. So please, uh, you folks here, uh, you know, take advantage of it and don't hesitate to do it. You know, the moment that you sense this is becoming an issue, get this done. There are okay. a ton of resources, a ton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, for you folks out of Citrus County, what I would recommend that you do, obviously, is give the uh, police a call, non-emergency mm-hmm. numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, give them a call and explain the situation to them. And, uh, you know, well, here I am in Polk County. What, 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 what's the situation here for this? And, uh, you know, I, I can't tell you one way or the other what other 
the jurisdictions are doing. I have a hunch all of them have some kind of program uh, in place. Some of them do. Um, we have been fortunate enough to work with Sheriff Pendergrass to bring a sheriff summit here two years um, and we would invite eight counties of sheriffs. And then the second year we did it, we invited uh, PDs and other types. And we had uh, the last summit, we had 17 departments there. Really? Yeah. Great. So some of the things that we wanted to tell them is not only do we lose you, what we're talking about is physical dexterity. It's also what they see. And most people wear black, black pants, black shoes. They can't see black. So the first thing that we tried to explain, we may have to start changing, you know, what the deputies wear as far as khakis or what we're wearing because that person doesn't see it. So there's um, effectively when that brain is shrinking and actively dying, there's so many things that are changing that we don't see as a public, as a community. What we see is their behavior. Right. So that, that's interesting. I never, I never knew that. So, so that's a typical uh, uh, thing Correct. for someone that has dementia not to be able to see black. Yeah, black is okay. a hole. Yeah. So they see right through it. Now I'm wondering if the if if the uh, if the uh, police the police departments uh, obviously are aware of this uh, are aware of this as well, and uh, if they if someone does get red flagged. Is uh, you know they could you know just slap on one of the uh, fluorescent vests or something like that. Something like that. that um, yeah, and we're we're trying to encourage them to be more eye level, to be centered, which is everything that they're not used to doing. Right. Um, but if I see you, then there's more of a chance that I'm going to comprehend you better. If you come up and start charging into me, I'm probably going to resist. Yeah. Because I can't see you. Yeah. Uh, so there's just so much more than memory, and that's why this was something that was um, really so important for us to get with H&R Gun to find out exactly how can we get this through to people. What is the what is the idea for some people when you were going to talk about gun safety? What the resistance would be? We wanted to effectively combat that before we did the book. And we have found that this is a good resource to even start a conversation. That's all we want. Absolutely. Just start the conversation to effectively think about what you can do with a person that um, is trying to protect you the best way they can if they have a firearm. That's what they're supposed to do. Okay. I um, uh, wanted to talk about this, too. And, again, it's on subject, off subject. Um, (laughs) As usual, uh, besides the firearms, like if you have, if you do have this the situation uh, developing, or even beforehand for that matter, but I just want to want to uh, readdress uh, this issue of, um, uh, of 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 avoidance uh, in the uh, in the first place uh, of uh, just taking uh, uh, it's, it. It all stems from the NRA's uh, refuse to be a victim mm-hmm. program. And uh, I just want to talk about this briefly. It it's, uh, doesn't have anything to do with firearms. It's the idea being is doing things to prevent the situation from occurring in, uh, in the first place mm-hmm. where you don't, you don't need to use that firearm because uh, you've looked around your house and you've taken a look at your doors, uh, your, your locks to the doors, to the windows. Uh, you've cut back on your shrubs. Uh, you have a sign out front indicating that you have an alarm system. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do get an alarm system uh, in, in your house, you know, things to, things to think about. Maybe if you don't have a dog, uh, you may mm-hmm. want to consider getting, uh, getting a dog then. Uh, but just to, to, if you will, build up your fortress mm-hmm. uh, without a firearm. Mm-hmm. So the idea of the firearms and dementia issue uh, becomes less likely, mm-hmm. always a possibility. But less likely. So I thought it was, I thought it was just it was worth mentioning that uh, you know even before we get to the firearms part and the biometric safes and all that business, just secure your house. Uh, don't have it look like you know if, if someone's going through your neighborhood. Don't have it be the house that looks like the mm-hmm. most likely to be robbed. There okay, was an interesting just, topic on that that people were wanting to put purple dots on people's homes. 
to let them know that there was a person in there from dement- with dementia. And I think Ed and I both were like, oh, my word, no. Um, and then when we went to Sheriff Pendergrass, he was like, this isn't happening. Yeah. Um, this can't happen right. because now you've just let someone know without even walking in the house that there's a person in there that has a cognitive issue. Right. This, yeah, this safety in general has to be looked at as yeah. a large picture. For community, we're talking about people that are not just in the home but for the community at large. Yeah, correct. Yeah, it goes back to, you know, a, a, a personal safety and security principle mm-hmm. of you want to layer, you want to layer these Layers. defenses. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, you know, oh, here's a problem, I'm going to shoot somebody. You know, it's like, boy, you know, there's a lot to do before we get to that point. And one of the simplest things is just to, you know, regardless of dementia or not, but especially if, if all of a sudden you find yourself with that situation, readdress the security of your home. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of very basic things that that, uh, that that you can do that that hopefully is going to preclude firearms from even coming into play. If they come into play, hopefully you followed some advice that we're given here today, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's going to it's going to mitigate the, uh, the 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 potential catastrophe that uh, you know that that could occur. Uh, before I forget too, I want to get back to the book. Okay, mm-hmm. this would be an easy thing to forget about uh, uh, for me, <laughs> and and it shouldn't be because this is what it really what motivated me to do the podcast. Should we leave the, the cards? Should I leave my card for you? Yeah, <laughs> no, just <laughs> they. Uh, I, and we talked about this, uh, Hillary, the uh, first podcast. Uh, but uh, this uh, book is available uh, mm-hmm. in your store, H and R Guns, uh, mm-hmm. in uh, in Inverness, and it's for sale there. And it's well worth uh, well worth uh, uh, the price. It's uh, it's very straightforward. It's not very long, but it's uh, straightforward, very much to the point. And uh, there's some awfully good uh, things in there that uh, I think I uh, that a number of which we've touched on mm-hmm. already. One thing we haven't touched on, I don't think, uh, that was in- interesting here, is uh, what people can do even before yes. uh, dementia. Uh, raises its ugly head. So, and not just dementia too. I mean, this mm-hmm, affidavit. Mm-hmm. So, we're talking about planning, right? Planning, you know, for your home protection. Planning, planning. Well, that, in my opinion, is a part of the responsible gun ownership. So, on the last page in the appendix, there is an affidavit. So, this is something that you know all of us have come up with. Okay, I have one. I have one now. So, okay, I own guns. You know, most of us keep a record of what guns we have, serial number, et cetera. That's a good thing to do. But what do we have after that? Nothing. So this affidavit is here, and it says, you know, this affidavit has been executed this day before anything is out there, before we have the phone call of, you know, I'm outside in my underwear. (laughs) This is before this, okay? So this is important stuff to do now. Um, of sound mind because it needs to be legal. So we have this, okay, here's my name and relationship. There's their address. This is saying I'm of sound mind now, and this is acknowledging if me or someone else is seeing that I am unfit, unsafe, dangerous to have these. I am okay with these guns going to here. So in my opinion, this is ultimate control. So I'm taking responsibility by saying, Maybe I don't need it, and hopefully we don't ever have to use this, mm-hmm. but we don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, down the line. So it, it doesn't even need to be dementia. It can be, okay, I'm emotionally unstable at this mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. could be tomorrow. Who knows? You know, this is something that's happening. So I am allowing my friend's family to have these guns or whatever it may be. Um, so that way, you know, I'm surrendering my, my permit it's, it's or whatever it may be. Somewhat analogous to a power of attorney. Uh, that that Similar. really a- applies mm-hmm. though to your to your firearms. Yeah. I think the key point here is that I would like everybody to to understand is this is something you need to do now. Now. Yep. Okay. Not, Absolutely. Not, oh well, you know if if you know it starts developing, well it might be too late. Okay. I, this I think it needs to be notarized. Uh, it does need to be notarized. Uh, yeah. As I mean. Well. So. Uh, you know, simple to do. You have an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have an example. You yep. know, right. Uh, you know, right there. Put it in the book. And it it, it has. I'm sure none of. I hope none of us are attorneys, <laughs> but I'm sure it has legal. It has some legal standing. Uh, sure. You know, okay. yeah. you know it's, it's better than better than nothing. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, if someone, and this is where you want to you wanna find out if they have issues before, but like I said, they're usually about four to five years into the disease. It's not normal aging. They think they're just getting old and forgetful, right. but it's far more. Right. But you can have it notarized, and that's in your legal paperwork, and that person was part of the planning and can accept that. When we take things away from people, that's what makes them really angry. Right. So if if you were a part of it, then there's a sort of acceptance. But it's a it's a way that we have to approach it, dignified. Right. I mean, you, you know, how would you like it if somebody came up to you know I'm I'm in my sixty and I come up and take somebody's keys that are in their ninety and say you've got dementia you can't drive any longer. Yeah. You've been driving longer than I've been around. That's not going to go over real well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also in the in the book uh, too, there's uh, speaking about layering, which we have. There are layers mm-hmm. uh, involved in this particular issue. I think it was called a covenant uh, that was in there. Mm-hmm. There was more mm-hmm. or less just a a letter that you write, mm-hmm. uh, basically, uh, you know, uh, saying that uh, you know I I I trust you to and you know me well enough that uh, if you deem that uh, you know I shouldn't be having these firearms anymore. It's fine with me, and you can you 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 go ahead and do it. I mean, it's a little more, a little well, more that thorough was, than that, but that that's the principle. That was exactly how it started. Was this gentleman called, and he yeah. said, "This is what I've done for my son." Right. But he was of sound mind to right. say, "I can't responsibly put someone in danger if you feel that I am." Right. Not able to manage this. Well, that's the whole thing. You know, we keep harping on this, or I do, is that you have to do it beforehand, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay? Because if it's in the middle of it or starting or whatever, now yeah. all of a sudden, a, from a legal point of view, it, it, the whole thing is contestable. Mm-hmm. You know, well, he really didn't know what he was doing when he did that, so I, so I want the guns or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other thing that I, uh, I, I want to uh, uh, touch on is the gun trusts. And uh, I, we're not going to go into a lot of detail Mm-mm. with this. This is a it's a it's a legal document that you do with an attorney, uh, gun and, trust attorney, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and it basically, uh, from a legal point of view, uh, handles the issue of what happens to your uh, to your firearms. Um, as a matter of fact, I might get a third podcast out of the out of the, out of your book is to have a a gun trust attorney uh, uh an attorney who's mm-hmm. who's uh, uh, an expert in gun trusts right. because it does take expertise and they do have to be you know they do have to be current with the laws and, and all that business but to uh, bring them in and, uh, and 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 talk about this and that's the most formal document that you can have mm-hmm. insofar as taking care of uh, your your firearms i'll just say this in, in closing that particular chapter uh for you out there that have a serious gun collection Okay. Uh, i.e. it's worth a lot of money. Uh, you need a gun trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who, uh, you know, who have uh, Class 3 uh, firearms, uh, you need a gun trust. Okay? Well, in my opinion, you should have a, uh, a you know, a trust, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just to, just to cover, uh, cover all your bases. Um, so again, this this information is in the is in the book uh, Dementia and Firearm Safety. Uh, it's available in uh, in uh, uh, Hillary's store H and R. And I guess uh, Truth in Advertising. It's also available. It, I think it mentioned last time is on Amazon. Or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay, so uh, but go see Hillary and pick it up at the store, <laughs> and you can can have some fun there too and look at some. Firearms. Do you have any firearms in there? I got a ton and ammo. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm telling the truth. I got a bunch of ammo. People are going to wow. start moving their guns out of their safe and putting their ammo in it. <laughs> hey, listen, you guys carry on with the podcast. I'll be right back. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so good, for I, you. good for you. Thank you. I know. Wow. We've been working hard. So I think, honestly, it sounds like a lot of work and stuff. But really, I don't think... Anyone should be afraid to do this. I think it's it would take 20 minutes tops just to go through, go in the back, fill out the affidavit. You know, someone you trust, hey, there's purple book in my safe. My affidavit's in there. Right. You know, get it notarized, don't get it notarized. I mean, at least you have something, but you are in control. And that to me, you know, you can say, I want this one going here, this one going here, and that's it. Done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Easy. Yeah, just, you know, stop and... and Take a breath and and and, and get it done. Yeah, uh, that's that's for sure. I think anybody, you know, it's uh, like you said, it's all laid out. It's, it's it'll be simple to do. Easy. It's just a matter of uh, you know, it's just a matter of 
doing it, just mm -hmm. committing uh, committing yep. to doing it. And that's so. a part of being a responsible gun owner. Right. Absolutely. Okay, let's uh, <laughs> uh, let's talk. In in conclusion, I would like to uh, like to just uh, re, re just tell people what's available to them. Okay, if someone uh, someone is out there and uh, say there's a, you know there's a potential that this is developing or is clearly is developing or whatever, uh, I, I, you know for a lot of people it's going to be the first time uh, mm -hmm. that they're dealing with it. Just like any first time experience, you can make a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. I would imagine there's a lot of denial uh, in this and and a lot of well let's see what happens. Uh, and uh, even I know uh, enough to tell you that dimension does not go away. Mm -mm. And uh, so uh, you need to do something. And 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 uh, Debbie, what what would be your advice to someone who uh, is listening to this and 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 wants to take some action? Well, you know, when you finally figure out that this is what I might be dealing with, there there's a lot of processes that they're going through in their mind. Um, we get a lot of phone calls after they've Googled coping with dementia. Boom, we pop up. But we want to find the resources for them. I'm not the gun expert, but I know who a gun expert is. I may not be the attorney expert, but I can find new attorneys. Um, so you need to start somewhere mm -hmm. and then hope that person can help you flood out. Okay. Um, and now how, do, how do they get a hold of you? What's the best way? Well, our website is pretty easy. It's www.coping.today. My email is deb at coping.today. We're with COVID, of course, we are now all over the place with Zoom and phone calls. We can find you the resources. Um, we're locally here, but we are in eight counties. We're pretty much the hub of being way over the average of 65. We're double in Citrus County over the state average of 65 and eight counties around. So there's a lot of resources. And um, we have tried to develop as many resources as we can. Now, even out of state, there's ways of finding resources. So good, good, good whatever that way would be. Good to know. Because as I said at the outset, is, uh, you know, our listeners uh, are, are from all over Florida. Yeah. And some out-of-state people, we have a, a lot of snowbirds, mm -hmm. for instance, who might be listening to this after they've, uh, heading back north or whatever. So anyway, they can they can get, you, get in touch with you and mm -hmm. and at least do uh, you know do something. But they do their due uh, diligence. Yeah, the main thing is is do uh, do is something do something. Yeah, do something. So. And you know, when you're out of state, they have to be educated on what are the rules here, and what are the rules in other places. Right. So we've had to educate people that you can't just have all your paperwork in one place. You have to have two. And state of Florida has got some persnickety little things for health reasons um, that doesn't work in other states. So having something like this that you can have in both places yeah. and be readily available f to it, just make the call. Find someone to reach out to. Find out what we need to do. We can find the resources. And you just said Citrus County is doing quite a bit. But because of the age that we're in with dealing with more online and Zooming and networking that way, we can just make a call, make an email, do something. We can help you. Okay. And Hillary, for, uh, uh, for, for your part, uh, if uh, based upon uh, uh, what people are hearing today, uh, I assume they could come in and talk to you and uh, we'd go over, I guess, Given what we've talked about today, mm -hmm. uh, talk specifically about the biometric safes, maybe, and, yep. uh, yeah. and things and in general, just, yeah. and pick up the book, pick uh, up while, the book. while they're there. Everybody should do that. But I think, too, for clients that have a significant other, that they can see some changes in things. If you guys come in often, if you come in by yourself and talk to me, yeah, I've had that happen, you know, make me aware, too. Mm -hmm. You know, if there's some reasons why things shouldn't be going a certain way, then tell me. And we can kind of that's a good that. yeah that's good uh -huh. we've done Absolutely. a lot of that we've had a yeah. couple of the sheriffs come in and mm -hmm. give us a little tip and heads up so mm -hmm. yeah definitely mm -hmm. keep us informed as well okay great well uh, this has been great I I appreciate uh, uh, you you got your guys participation in this today it was uh, it was uh, 
certainly enlightening to me. I'm sure it uh, will be to our uh, to our listeners uh, as well. And um, I'll, I'll, I'll give my usual plugs uh, at the end. Uh, I uh, uh, am the NRA uh, regional recruiter, and uh, in these particular times that we're living in, it's particularly important uh, that you guys keep your uh, NRA um, uh, membership current. Uh, I'd love to see you uh, extend it uh, while you're at it. Uh, you can upgrade, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you, you can uh, uh, click on, uh, on the, my website that you see uh, here uh, when you pulled up, the, uh, pulled up the podcast, and you can do all of this online uh, if you wish. Uh, I'm happy to say that the festivals and gun shows and whatever have started again. Yay. Thank goodness. And uh, so uh, I'll be attending, uh, I've, I've already attending a ton of them, and we'll continue uh, to do so, and you can stop by and see me there, and we'll, we'll take care of your membership. But uh, these are uh, scary times, uh, uh, politically-wise, Second Amendment-wise, and uh, there is an uh, uh, absolute... Uh, critical importance that you guys stay uh, stay involved uh, with the uh, with the NRA and um, uh, if you have any other questions or whatever there's plenty of ways to get to, to get a hold of me just again go to the website so it's the end of my commercial <laughs> thanks guys for uh, for again for participating you thank were, you uh, yeah you were great uh, the uh, uh, the listeners uh, please you have the resources to, uh, to call Mm-hmm. Uh, to get a hold of these folks, there's no reason why uh, you know why you shouldn't, and uh, I would encourage you to please just uh, do something. Recognize this as a, uh, as I said right at the outset, it may not be a situation you're dealing with today. I, I hope to God it isn't, uh, but statistically speaking, uh, you've got to be, be you've got to yeah. be aware <laughs> that this is a this is a possibility. So uh, mm-hmm. hopefully this will this will get you started down a um, a good path to uh, responsibly addressing this stuff. So thanks again and uh, thanks for uh, listening, you guys. And uh, we'll be back soon with another podcast. Thank you for listening. Please forward this to anyone you feel would benefit. From its content, please address your comments and questions to rick at homeguardassociates.com. Be aware, prepared, and committed to your safety and security.